Good morning, fantasy. How's everybody doing out there today? We are back, everybody, after a short break right there for my 21st birthday. Uh, we are back better than ever with Good Morning Fantasy coming back at you live every single morning, uh, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is Thursday, February 10th. I hope you guys all have had a great last few days. I had a good time celebrating my 21st birthday. Thank you guys for allowing me to have a couple days off to celebrate. Uh, it was a good time, and now we are back and up early this morning for you guys to break down the AFC North breaking down their 2021 NFL season and looking forward to the 2022 season. Uh, there was a lot of interesting outcomes in this season, right, for the AFC North. Uh, going into the year, a lot of people expected the Cleveland Browns to be a strong contender for winning the division or even being a Super Bowl contender, honestly, but they, their team completely fell, fell apart. Baltimore Ravens were plagued with injuries like I've never seen before for an NFL team, honestly. They, they had the worst injury luck I've seen from an NFL team in a very long time. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, it was the story of Big Ben becoming washed, even though he was already kind of washed last season. And uh, it, it just was not a great season for the Steelers all around. They finished just above 500, squeaked into the playoffs somehow and got destroyed. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals obviously are in the Super Bowl. So everything's going right for them, heading in the right direction over there in Cincinnati. So today we're going to go one by one and uh, break down all those teams for you guys, uh, looking back on their fantasy seasons position by position and uh, looking forward to 2022, see where some value could be on the roster. Uh, maybe we're a little ahead in the draft. I'm not too keen on uh, new prospects yet, so be patient with me there. I'm going to dive into film on the new draft class after the Super Bowl uh, is over. So after the Super Bowl is over this coming Sunday, I'll start diving into film. We'll start doing prospect breakdown episodes and uh, all that good stuff. So starting off today with the first team in the AFC North I want to talk about, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, coming off of last, last season, uh, so the 2020 season, Joe Burrow's rookie season, uh, the Bengals were okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, they were like one of the worst teams in the NFL still after getting Joe Burrow number one overall in the draft. Uh, Burrow showed some good signs as a rookie, obviously. But then he uh, he got his leg completely blown up in around week 10. Uh, there was a ton of concerns last offseason coming into this offseason if, if Joe Burrow was ever going to be the same again, if his mobility was going to be there, if he was going to be the same quarterback. Uh, how was his injury going to hold him back or hand performance moving forward? Uh, he, he answered all those questions and more. Let me tell you, Joe Burrow absolutely lit it up this year. Uh, he is like fourth in the Vegas odds for the MVP in the NFL. He's probably going to win comeback player of the year. He could win Super Bowl MVP. He could win the Super Bowl here this coming Sunday. The Cincinnati Bengals did everything right possible this offseason. They drafted Jamar Chase, number five overall, that a lot of people thought was a controversial draft pick. I personally thought they should have drafted Penai Sewell. Uh, I guess I was wrong. Uh, Jamar Chase has been... Every single bit as good as promised as a prospect. And let me don't let me uh, don't get me wrong. I thought Jamar Chase was the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in a long time coming out. I just thought that uh, Panay Sewell could have been a bit more beneficial beneficial to the Bengals' long term situation there in Cincinnati. Uh, but regardless, the Bengals uh, have made all the right moves. They signed for agency Trey Hendrickson, Mike Hilton, uh, DJ Reader. Finally got healthy from the last free agency class, and uh, many more great players, uh, great selections, and great uh, free agency signings all came together for the Bengals this season. While their offensive line was still atrocious, they found ways to win games, uh, mainly through Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and uh, the defense rapidly improving, and Trey Hedrickson, Trey Hedrickson's uh, sack efficiency. So, uh, yeah, the, the Bengals, let's dive into the, some fantasy production here. Uh, Joe Burrow had a huge breakout, obviously. Burrow uh, is the big story for the Cincinnati Bengals this season, obviously. He finished as a top 10 quarterback this year for fantasy football, which is very impressive. A lot of people thought he wouldn't even crack QB1 surface. You know, the thing that sucks is I was on the whole uh, Burrow greater than Herbert train all offseason long. And while Burrow finished, I believe, like in the top five, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he finished around QB5. Um, and I thought that <laughs> that would definitely be uh, Herbert coming into the season if, if Burrow finished top five. But Herbert just had to go and finish at QB2. So 
my Herbert uh, less than Burrow take or Burrow greater than Herbert, however you want to say it. Um, I think I was, I, I basically was right. I mean, I was right about calling his breakout. And I'm very happy that he did break out because I was on that bandwagon all offseason long. And Joe Burrow really put it all together this year, uh, taking the next step forward for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, looking at him this season and looking forward, Burrow, I think, is an elite quarterback going forward. He's an elite, uh, I don't know about top five, but definitely top ten uh, year in, year out quarterback every single season now moving forward. Maybe top five, I don't know. I love Joe Burrow, though. Next year, I would definitely feel comfortable, comfortable drafting him as my QB1, depending on his ADP. He might be a little too expensive for me in drafts, so I might want to prefer guys like Jalen Hurts a little bit later or some new scrambling quarterbacks a little bit later. Trey Lance is probably going to be a top or option for me next season pretty late. But Burrow and Jamar Chase stacks next year in fantasy are going to be elite, elite combination. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd all had an interesting dynamic this year. Uh, a lot of people didn't really know how Tyler Boyd was going to fit in the mix with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, it, it ended up uh, being that Tyler Boyd was the one who fell off a cliff, as some people predicted. Higgins and Jamar Chase took that step forward, especially Jamar Chase finishing as a top five fantasy wide receiver this season. T. Higgins finished as a top 12 wide receiver this season. So his stock shot up immensely with the addition of Jamar Chase after getting double teams all season long by getting the top cornerbacks and stuff like that. T. Higgins is a dub. Uh, thoughts on Willis. I Akash, I honestly have not looked at any of the prospects yet at all. I'm going to get started on that after the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll take a heavy dive into film. Uh, and all that jazz, and I'll, I'll be on prospects soon. So stay tuned for that. But uh, for now, I'm not too keen on any of the prospects, honestly. But anyway, uh, the Bengals wide receiver relationships are really interesting going forward. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are studs. I think T. Higgins can be a really good draft value next season because I think people are going to undervalue him and just overrate how good Jamar Chase's target share and everything is. But that doesn't really matter to me. I want T. Higgins, uh, especially with how good of a value he is. Tyler Boyd uh, is not great anymore. I don't really want Tyler Boyd moving forward, even though he had an okay 2021, but I, I'm not interested in Tyler Boyd. I would be selling him in Dynasty for anything I can, personally. Uh, but Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, good 2021s. 2022 is going to be great, so uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. I'm very excited for the Bengals' future. I think that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon, I forgot to touch on Joe Mixon real quick. Uh, Mixon had a great 2021. He finally had the fancy football breakout everyone's been waiting for. I think it's going to continue moving forward. I think he's going to have more solid seasons with the higher ceiling of this offense, more touchdown production, uh, better fantasy games, more passing work. I think Mixon's a great asset right now. Go buy him a dynasty for cheap. Absolutely. Akasha, it doesn't matter if you've watched film. I haven't watched them either, but thoughts on QB Rush go burr. Uh, understandable. You don't watch film in general, though. You just you just use your spreadsheet, but that's okay. Uh, anyway, up next, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, my favorite team in the, uh, in a, in the NFL. Uh, 2021 was not a great year for the Steelers for fantasy, except for Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. Uh, start with Najee Harris. Najee Harris finished as the top five running back this year. Points per game, I think he was around the RB8. The story for Najee this season was consistency with not the highest ceiling in the world. He didn't have any huge games for the most part, except for the last game of the season. And I think like week four. Uh, but he was very, very consistent. He didn't hurt you very often at all. Uh, tons of workload, very low yards per carry due to bad offensive line play, but tons of volume, tons of passing work, tons of uh, overall overall yardage on the offense. Uh, just basically unlimited touches. Uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, moving before we get uh, off Deontay, uh, sorry, before we get into Deontay, let's finish off Najee. Next season, I think Najee's going to be a top five draft pick probably for redraft. I think he's going to be a fantastic player again. I think he's going to get a lot of work. The offensive line is probably going to get better, so I think Najee's going to be another great asset. Top five again, maybe not, uh, just due to his health and the consistency he had this season, especially with the checkdowns from uh, arthritic Ben Roethlisberger. But I think that he's still going to have an elite uh, fantasy uh, fantasy football season going forward. Najee's great. Moving on to Deontay, as I uh, cautious saying in the chat, Deontay better. Uh, I love Deontay. 
Deontay is an elite wide receiver in the NFL. He's severely underrated. He can do everything on the NFL field. He's an elite route runner. He's the number one of that offense by far. Uh, he's going to get a quarterback upgrade no matter what this uh, coming this next season here. Deontay finishes the top 10 wide receiver in PPR uh, points per game this year. I love Deontay Johnson. I think next year he's going to be another stud, another steal. I'll draft Deontay Johnson everywhere. Moving on to Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool had a down year this season, uh, never scoring like any touchdowns, was used only for little crappy jump balls and screen passes and jet sweeps. Uh, I think the offensive coordinator next year will be less limited with Big Ben's uh, arm strength to get Chase Claypool more involved in this offense. I think although Claypool had a down year in 2021, I think 2022 will be much better for him getting a, a quarterback upgrade uh, who actually can drive the ball down the field. And even if they don't, I'm praying that they actually just make some changes and give him the ball uh, in better situations. Because Chase Claypool is a very talented real-life wide receiver, and I stand by that. I think he's a great value if you want to go out and get a guy who has a high ceiling and a low uh, price tag right now. Because I think a lot of people are kind of turned off by him. The way he's being valued right now is kind of reminds me of how people are valuing Michael Pittman coming in out of last season. Uh, just because he had low touchdowns, I, I think that Claypool is a nice value, absolutely. Tight end position, I think I'm not even going to touch on Juju. I think Juju's going to leave him for agency, to be honest with you. He didn't do much this year because he was injured. Uh, but go by Juju Smith-Schuster, though. He's a great wide receiver, talent-wise. Still very young. Uh, I think he's 25 years old, which is like nothing in Dynasty. Go sit down and trade offer for Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's going to leave this uh, this coming offseason. So definitely go by Juju. Uh, moving on, tight end, Pad Fryermuth. Eric Ebron's irrelevant, so let's hit on uh, Fryermuth. Eric Ebron is absolutely relevant, in my opinion. Fryermuth's going to be a top-10 fantasy tight end next season and moving forward. He's a great talent, honestly. Like, watching him play this season, he's, he's very good. He's a very good reliable consistent tight end who has a really high upside uh, red zone profile i think that he's an elite production young tight end in the nfl i'm loving him in dynasty especially in uh, tight end premiums i've had him stashed ever since rookie drafts i swap, i swooped him up in the second rounds uh, in every rookie draft last year uh, i love me some pat fryermuth i think he has a great upside quarterback position gets really interesting here for the pittsburgh steelers big ben roethlisberger had a down year this past season it was time for him to ride off into the sunset with his washed arm strength and uh, low-grade QB talent this season, to be honest with you. Uh, as, as Mike Tymon would call his play, junior varsity level uh, quarterback play. L no arm strength. His average depth of target was like two yards. Every single third down, he would throw it below the sticks. It just Overall, it was not a great experience for Big Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. It was not great. Next season, though, I think no matter what, we're getting a quarterback upgrade unless they leave it to Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Uh, if they leave it to Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, I will cry myself to sleep every night. Uh, but if they if they add in somebody new, I think we'll be just fine. So that's my analysis over there for the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback situation. So in reflection for the Steelers, Najee's going to be great next year after another good season this year. Uh, Deontay Johnson is a, a, a fantastic elite fantasy wide receiver one. Claypool's a good buy low. Juju Smith-Schuster's leaving in free agency, most likely go buy him. Pat Fryermuth is a buy for me. Eric Ebron is irrelevant. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger is retired. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns uh, had a terrible season this year after everyone thought they would be Super Bowl contenders. Went out and got Jadavian Clowney. Uh, you know, got a bunch of other weapons for Baker Mayfield. They brought in Anthony Schwartz to be a field-stretching guy. It just did not work at all for the Cleveland Browns this year. Baker Mayfield ended up getting injured, which obviously kind of derailed their season, even though he doesn't play that good when he's healthy. Um, his he When he was injured, he, he could tell he wasn't healthy out there. He was playing very poorly. Uh, this run game for the Browns is always elite. Nick Chubb, fantastic fantasy value right now in Dynasty Leagues. Go get him. People are really, like valuing him as like the RB15 for some reason. It's really strange. I don't know why. Nick Chubb is an elite fantasy football running back. Kareem Hunt is a very interesting fantasy football running back for me. Hunt missed a lot of time in 2021, so I think his value is extremely low right now. But 2022, I think he'll be back to his healthy stealth. And uh, him and Nick Chubb will be a nice one-two punch. And I guarantee you Kareem Hunt will finish it within the top 30 running backs. 
which is absolute, uh, absolutely plenty of value for him in that Cleveland Browns offense. Nick Chubb, coming off a down year for Nick Chubb, I'd say, but I still think that he'll have an elite 2022 season. They'll bounce back. Their offensive line in Cleveland is fantastic. And, uh, I mean, not much is changing. Kevin Stefanski is going to want to win the football, and Nick Chubb is the guy to do it. So, I love Nick Chubb. Love Kareem Hunt. Baker Mayfield, I'm not touching him in redraft fantasy football single quarterback. If you're playing in a super flex league, obviously Baker Mayfield is going to have to be started somewhere. I still don't love him, though. I think he's very inconsistent with his contract situation looming. I'm not too sure what that's going to look like for him unless he has a bet, uh, really good season next year. So I'm kind of out on Baker Mayfield right now at the moment. Wide receivers here for the Cleveland Browns. I'll keep it short and sweet. Jarvis Landry is the only one that matters. Everybody else, throw him in the garbage can unless you're in a deep dynasty league. Uh, you know, Anthony Schwartz, don't like him at all. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, maybe Rashard Higgins, maybe in Dynasty, but I'm not a huge fan there. Jarvis Landry really is the only one that matters. Tight ends, Harrison Bryant is an interesting Dynasty stash. Austin Hooper is a streamable tight end, but nothing more, nothing less really there in my opinion. Uh, that pretty much sums it up for the Cleveland Browns. For weapons goes, Jarvis Landry is the only one that matters for redraft at all. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, love him. Baker Mayfield, mid as hell. Uh, <laughs> moving forward to our last team of the day here, guys. The Baltimore Ravens were absolutely cursed with injuries this year with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and who was their third string running back's name? I forget who his name was. Oh, geez. Uh, it's not coming to me. Oh, wow. It's going to bother me. Justice Hill. Uh, they All three of them went down to injuries, really bad injuries preseason, Achilles, ACL, and what was Gus Edwards? Might have been another ACL. I forget. Uh, but it was a terrible, terrible sequence of injuries for the Baltimore Ravens. They lost all their running backs. It automatically took the ceiling off their offense. Lamar Jackson got banged up a ton this past year with Tyler Huntley coming to the forefront and shining a little bit, uh, who actually is pretty interesting. If you're in a dynasty league, Tyler Huntley is an interesting add to me, like legit. I, I like Tyler Huntley a lot. I think he could be a pretty good um, starting quarterback week in, week in, week out in the NFL, uh, for sure there in my opinion. Uh, I think that for the Baltimore Ravens, the story of this past season was injuries, injuries, injuries. I think next year they'll come back and be much better. Rashad Bateman it's a really good dynasty ad right now. I think just reflected in his season, Bateman showed some nice flashes for the Baltimore Ravens when he was in there, when he was healthy. He's a very capable real-life wide receiver who has a very good skill set. I liked him coming out as a prospect a ton. I think when he gets more time to, to gel with Lamar Jackson coming into next season, develop and take that sophomore leap, I think Rashad Bateman uh, definitely could level up and do some nice things for fantasy football next season. I think they're still going to continue to add weapons there in Baltimore. I don't think they're done with just Hollywood Brown. Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace, and Mark Andrews. I think they could still add in another guy who's more ready to produce immediately. Sammy Watkins is eh. I'm not too interested in him next year for redraft at all. I mean, he's Sammy Watkins. We kind of know what to expect. Rashad Bateman, I'm interested as a late-round flyer. But let's talk about Marquise Hollywood-Brown, one of the more under, underrated wide receivers in all fantasy football this year. Keep it short and sweet for Hollywood. Buy him now. His production is not equal to his price at all. Hollywood is an absolute steal right now on value. Uh, he's a very good wide receiver with a good quarterback who likes to target him a lot. Uh, go get Hollywood Brown immediately. Tylen Wallace is an interesting dynasty stash for me, though, as well. I liked his uh, I liked his prospect profile coming out into the season, uh, but he hasn't really done that much for the Baltimore Ravens yet, but that's okay. Mark Andrews is elite. Uh, you could argue he is the tight end one right now in redraft. That's okay. I totally understand that take if you're interested in that. Mark Andrews was an absolute dog this year. Him and Lamar tore up defenses, and Tyler Huntley tore up defenses with him, too which shows that he's quarterback proof, which is awesome. Mark Andrews is such a great talent. I think that he's, you know, the cream of the crop as far as elite tight end production goes. So go get Mark Andrews if you can next year in redraft. J.K. Dobbins is going to be dominant next year in redraft and in dynasty. I love J.K. Dobbins moving forward. I think he's an elite prospect. I love his film, his rookie year. I love his film coming out as a prospect. 
Last season, he missed it with an entire ACL tear. So I think we're next year he's going to come back and get healthy, come back during that starting running back role in one of the better rushing offenses in the NFL. Shine once again and come to the forefront. And I think he has true top 12 running back upside next season. I'm going to be drafting a absolute ton of J.K. Dobbins. So love me some J.K. Dobbins. Love Lamar Jackson moving forward as well. He had a down season this past year only due to injuries. Lamar is a, gr- a great top-tier fantasy quarterback one option. Love Lamar Jackson. Love J.K. Dobbins. Love Gus Edwards, too, as a late-round flyer if he comes back healthy and that shakes out as the top two running back situation right there. Rashad Bateman's an interesting flyer. Mark Andrews is elite. That pretty much sums it up for the Baltimore Ravens, guys. All right, that'll do it for today's episode, everybody. The AFC North breakdown tomorrow. We will be breaking down the NFC North, taking a look at the Vikings, Packers, Bears, and Lions. Going to be an interesting show. Talking about my boy, Monra St. Brown, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, and, the, and uh, the Chicago Bears, and much, much more, guys. I'll see you all tomorrow. Hope you all had a great day, and thank you for making the show a part of your daily routine. Good morning, everybody, and goodbye. See you later. 